Hey everyone, welcome back to the Quick Drop Podcast. First one in a long time. Uh, probably wondering where I've been, what I've been up to, um, why there hasn't been an episode in a long time. Um, in in short, uh, time, time, just mental over the last, last five months. Uh, especially having a, a, a newborn, well he's not a newborn baby anymore, he's six months old now, it's super scary. Um, but yeah, sort of the last thing I wanted to do when I came home from work was talk or even think about programming or LabVIEW. That's that's the honest answer, really. Um, but sort of feeling a bit rejuvenated after some time off and uh, looking to get back into it. So expect a, a few more episodes um, to sort of lead into the end of the year. So yeah, looking forward to to recording some more episodes with with different guests and. Um, if you are interested, just uh, just hit me up on on LinkedIn or or Twitter or or whatever. So, what have we been up to? Um, mental work wise, um, getting some systems for um, Singapore and a few other bits and bobs out out the door. You probably saw my LinkedIn post. Um, a couple of systems that were a long slog. Um, a lot of hours put into, um, hence why I t- didn't really want to come and come home and even think about LabVIEW or Test Stand or whatever. Um, NI Week, obviously, that that's probably the the main one. I'm going to go over a, a recap of sort of my experience of NI Week the first time I was there. Um, I know it's five months down the line, but um, I'm guessing there'll be people that didn't attend and we're wondering what what goes on. Spoiler alert: a lot of drinking that's what goes on at NI week um <laughs> uh I, I was ruined on the first evening um and didn't just didn't even want to look at alcohol like ever again at least for another another 12 months until the next NI week but um GDevCon uh in August September um that was a really good event I'll probably do a bit of a recap on that and a uh, bit of a refresher of what GDevCon's all about uh, there's been a lot of a lot of things were were announced and have happened in the weeks before and since then, um, like G Central, which I'm sure I'll I'll get those folks on in the near future. Um, but yeah, yeah a, a lot of stuff uh, been going on professionally and, and and personally, so it's just been been non-stop, absolutely non-stop. Um, presented at a Midlands Lab for User Group, which was great back in June. Um, did a presentation on sort of the adventures of of what we've been doing with with PPLs for hardware abstraction layers and things like that. Again, there'll probably be an episode on that coming up, um, explaining that a little bit more. And uh, and yeah, just just cracking on, cracking on really writing writing test stand lab view code. Various different projects, aerospace defense, commercial, PCB testing, pretty much anything and everything. Um, Growing the team quite rapidly in the last five months as well. So we're, uh, we've got a good good team now. Made some, some choices to split that team um, into more manageable groups of, of engineers and just trying to gather as much information and and sort of feedback and advice really from uh, you know people who who've been doing this for a lot longer than me and sort of what their recommendations are and 
reading. Well, I say reading. I'm not a reader. I'm more of an audio book kind of person. But um, looking at successfully managing software teams and engineering teams and trying to figure out the what the, what the best way is. I think the general consensus is whatever works for you is best. <laughs> I think that that applies to a lot of things in life. But um, yeah, I think things are going good. Um, looking forward to the next few months. We've got a, a a good few good few interesting projects. Um, we're going to be involved in and uh, leading into next year. So, um, yeah, looking forward to getting getting my teeth back into sort of the stuff that's fallen on the wayside, the standardisation of uh, unit testing and integrating that, and uh, you know the the CI stuff that's sort of fallen to the wayside for me at the minute. Um, obviously, it's a lot more important to make money on projects than it is to do the other stuff, but the other stuff will help you make more money by doing things quicker. So it's a bit of a, a vicious circle, but looking forward to getting involved into more of that. So yeah, so um, what I'll do is I'll, I'll sort of go through my experience of GDEVCon this year and, and how that went and uh, give you some top picks. I know that in the coming weeks there will be the videos um, of these presentations coming up, so I'll let you know my, my top picks and what you should watch. Um, and yeah, uh, probably give you some reasons why you should attend the next GDEVCon. So, GDEVCon number two was in Birmingham this year. Um, much larger venue than last year in, than in Cambridge. And uh, y you could really, really tell that they'd really stepped up the game in terms of, uh, you know, venue. And you could really tell that, obviously, there's been a lot more investment. I think that really comes back to, to the level of sponsors. Obviously, Dyson being the, the prime sponsor this year, which is, is amazing, I think. Um, I think Dyson was a bit of a dirty word when it came to LabVIEW, especially from an NI perspective. They sort of didn't really talk about them. Um, but looks like they're... Certainly I know... Obviously I know a lot of people that work there from working at NI um, that have left NI and gone to work there. And I think the environment and the engineers that the sort of building their own sort of community if you like obviously you're a, a lot more um open to being in the community and 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 helping develop the community uh, a lot of lab view users there um but yeah overall it, another great great event some fantastic presentations and I'll, I'll go through a few of my my top picks and uh, again, I think I've said it in the intro, but the the videos of of these presentations, I presume, will be going up on the YouTube page in in the coming weeks, and uh, I'm sure that those individual people will be uh, more than happy to share the the content. So I, I know, for example, like Matthias um, from Studio Bods, he always puts his his presentations on in a in a, a PDF and sort of uh, non-editable presentation format, and shares the source code, things like that. So which is always good. Uh, love a good demo. Love a good uh, web VI demo, especially, which is is uh, is what Matthias was presenting on. So yeah, so um, I mean, the the night before the event for me personally, uh, uh, I spent it with with some some uh, uh, old colleagues from NI that, that have since gone to work at, at Dyson, um, and a few NI R and D folks that were uh, that were there. 
So the night before the event, I uh, spent the evening with some former colleagues and, and good friends that, that work at Dyson. So we were joined, joined by some NIR&D engineers and, uh, and, and marketing engineers, which was good fun. Um, you know, off the record, informal chats about everything, LabVIEW, NXG, hardware platforms. It's good to have a bit of a, an informal chat about LabVIEW, NXG, hardware platforms, get an idea of what, what might be coming up in future releases and, and sort of feedback, you know, things that we don't like as well. Which, you know, is is good. That's the only way that they can improve the product is by getting honest feedback. And I think in, in that kind of setting, it, it's good to get, yeah, it's an easy way to get uh, honest feedback and they can iterate and improve the product at the end of the day. And that's how, that's how they'll make money. So, yeah, that, that was a good evening. Good to have a chat with those guys. Um, and that sort of, I think, gave us all... Uh, other people to chat to other than people from our own companies and things like that um which is what these events are all about really you know it's about the, the networking is, is a big big part of it so the first day um again as as last year a jam jam-packed agenda absolutely from eight o'clock till quarter six just presentation central absolutely mental uh, and a, a good range of, I think there's a, a better range of, of presentations this year. Um, I, I say better range, I mean I mean that in in a sense of of the the topics were were much more varied, and there were a lot more. There were not a lot more technical. That's probably the wrong wrong word, but there there were there were definitely a lot more programming focused and you know programming principles focused, which is is fantastic. So. Um, the the big the big shocker was was sort of the the main sort of intro keynote um, was the announcement of LabVIEW Community Edition, which I don't think anyone was expecting that. Uh, and the the R and D guys kept that one quiet at the at the dinner the night before. So uh, kudos to them. But yeah, uh, LabVIEW Community Edition essentially the professional development system include an application builder and everything that goes with it for free for non-commercial use for free which you know even the student edition was a watermarked cut down version this is no watermark as far as i understand full professional development system with application builder uh, obviously again for non-commercial use um but i think one of the questions was what if we wanted to productize this could we develop it in community edition and then build it in a full licensed version and i think the response was yeah no problem with that but i think the main focus for this is obviously i think ni have realized that the community drives a lot of the feedback loop for developing labview and giving feedback so you know having something like this available there's obviously a lot of labview developers especially for mill aerospace defense uh, companies where they have LabVIEW at work, but outside of work they don't have a copy of LabVIEW, and I'm sure that they would want to, you know, develop toolkits and things for the community, but they don't have that opportunity. Where now they do, you know, having the community edition for free. And I think coming up against development environments like Python, which is free, open source, I think, and I. Uh, seeing that that's not necessarily i'm not gonna say competition that's not not the word but you know there are these other platforms that are free and 
you only have to look at the potential for what that could do to community-driven projects, community-driven toolkits, and, um, you know, push people to, you know, may, maybe even commercialise a toolkit um, with a, obviously with a, a fully licensed LabVIEW version. I don't want to get in trouble here. I'm not condoning the use of non-commercial software for commercial use. I'm not really sure how they're going to police it, but that's not my problem. That's for them to work out. Um, but yeah, it's a, a game changer. And I think we'll see a lot more community-driven forum posts. And it can only be good, right? You know, it can only benefit the community. So I think a lot of kudos to, to NI for that one because they, they've really stepped that up. Uh, tied in with that, there is going to be a new version of the Lynx toolkit for use with Raspberry Pi and Arduino and all, all those other um, really, really now affordable, insane uh, mixed input output boards for doing anything and everything. But yeah, uh, Lynx toolkit, I think certainly I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by it and I know that, that Sam Sharp from Media Mongrels is doing a series uh, of blog posts on using Lynx Toolkit. I haven't looked at them personally, and I'm not sure if they are done using the beta version currently of the Lynx Toolkit. Um, but, you know, again, community-driven, what a fantastic way of, of getting people set up and, and give them the, the sort of the, the building blocks to, to develop their own application. Um, and having the links toolkit to do that, you know, as part of the community edition, fantastic. Um, I'll certainly be uh, blowing the dust off the uh, Raspberry Pi one that I have that I've done nothing with. Um, I'll probably make something obscure like a remote IoT cat feeder um, using LabVIEW and WebVIs, you know, stuff like that, you know. Um, it, again, it can only be a, a great thing for the community. Um, so yeah, then the after that, I think people were a bit blown away by that, and uh, there was a a Dyson presentation on on how how they use LabVIEW in their team, and you know, re really interesting to get sort of the insight of 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 how a, a big multi billion pound company uses LabVIEW for doing things as simple as moving vacuum cleaners it's not a hoover that's one thing i have learned it's not a hoover it's a vacuum cleaner um you know moving a vacuum cleaner and checking how how much of the the dirt has been picked off the floor or or testing the 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 motors and the bearings bearing life testing things like that some some serious sort of weird and wacky engineering going on there and then sort of my, my top picks for that 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 first day really um the presentation by Malcolm Myers um, from AMH Solutions, um, sorry, AMH Test Solutions on uh, class-based producer-consumer architecture. It's a fantastic presentation on sort of instilling the principles of what um, classes are and what they are in the context of a, an abstraction layer. Again, a very sort of entry-level introduction, but really really gets the point across um so I, I do recommend you if you are interested in object oriented and you're a bit uh scared or put off this will will ease your mind and uh, related to that there was um a presentation last year um by dan harriman at gdevcon on about 
I think it was on encapsulation, but in the sense of object-oriented. Uh, again, that's a, another great, great presentation uh, if you are wanting to get to get interested and and, uh, and look at that. Um, in the afternoon, it's a great presentation. We, I've already seen it um, at a user group, but um, it had actually been adapted, and some of the demos were. Um, much more polished um, by Sam Sharp from um, Media Mongols, uh, looking at using databases and uh, and how how you can use them efficiently with LabVIEW. Uh, some great great pointers and tips and tricks, and uh, he showed sort of a, an online uh, script creator, if you like, for for databases, and sort of pointing out some of the do's and don'ts of of databases in in LabVIEW. And I think he he asked the question of a, a basically working on he's working on a toolkit uh, for his own use currently and uh, for for dynamically addressing databases and using them in LabVIEW and I think I think every hand in the room went up when they were asked if they would use it or um, or they could find a use for it and and certainly I think databases people are recognizing that having configuration files is not the optimum way of doing things, having things stored in a database, even if it's something like a a thin uh, MySQL uh, database where it's you know it's just saved as a file, for example. Uh, sorry, that sounds sort of contradiction of what I've just said, but you know you you don't, might not necessarily want the full Microsoft SQL or you know other database provider. You might not want that full environment. You might might want something that's just Thin, easy, and and sort of easily addressable and reconfigurable. Um, so yeah, looking forward to see if that becomes. Uh, I hope a paid toolkit because I think people would pay for that toolkit, and you know Sam deserves to to get paid for you know delivering something like that to the community. But um, yeah, great presentation. So later on. In the afternoon, Sam Taggart gave a, a really good presentation on test-driven development and sort of really hammered home the importance of, of test-driven development and some examples um, using test doubles, which he's got a, a fantastic series of blog posts on test doubles, uh, and I, I think also a toolkit as well to make that a lot easier. So obviously it's not always feasible to, to have hardware in place all the time, and it's sort of broaching how how do you how do you test sort of uh, hardware input output and using messaging uh, doubles and things like that um it's certainly something i'm going to look into at the minute we're we're currently sort of using jki Karaya and doing more assertion testing whereas this is more looking at actual real unit testing and this looks like a a pretty decent way of uh, of doing it so yeah, presentation by Sam, really good. Check that one out. Um, one of the discussion panels uh, was in that afternoon. So, well, it was sort of a split presentation by Chris Woodhams from Argenta. So, like the second half of it, well, the first half of it was was like a, a presentation on continuous integration, and the second half was sort of a a roundtable discussion on tips and tricks on on continuous integration. So when that, I'm not going to talk about that too much, but when that goes up, I highly recommend people people watch that. Um, there were some great questions and a lot of 
there's a lot of knowledge on on uh, on that stage regarding continuous integration. Um, I'm not even going to be begin to even think that I'm an expert on CI. It's something that I'm I'm working on developing um, for 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 TBG. So you know I'm in the early stages of of CI. So it was quite good to get a you know all all the questions answered that I I wanted at, at the time. But sort of opened up a lot more uh, a lot more questions really. But anyway, and then wrapping up the day, uh, Greg Payne from Levolution. A, a, a really really informative presentation on git submodules so how to effectively use uh, well effectively and efficiently use git to pull in submodules and uh, rather than sort of i think what a lot of people might do in having sort of a, a template like you know this is the template with everything in you might not want everything in you might want you know toolkit a toolkit b toolkit c and using git submodules it's really it's a lot simplified in in its implementation and its use and and greg went through pretty much everything from you know comparisons on git um and you know different git providers and and, and sort of how you can use it so i think we're we're slowly moving into into wanting to use git and certainly submodules is going to be massively useful for us um, in that you know you might want part of the the hardware abstraction layer. You might only want um, a certain number of, of modules. You might not want uh, this power supply. You might want something else. So you know, in theory, you could pull that in as a submodule. You might want an encryption toolkit, for example. You you probably pull that in as a, a submodule. So um, re really informative. Again, uh, I'm 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 liking these sort of presentations that are on sort of the the CI, the Git, um, sort of the the stuff that you don't really think about um, day to day. It's not necessarily lab view specific, but it it does it does pay dividends if you if you are looking to implement these sort of things. So, and then that evening, um, a barbecue outside on the terrace. Um, on the terrace of the, uh, the Birmingham Light Central Library, I think it is. What a fantastic building inside! Um, like amazing, like on like the second floor. It's like a um, if you if you Google the like Birmingham Library, you you'll see. But basically, like on the on the second floor, it's just like wall to wall books in like a circle, like something out of Harry Potter. It was it was impressive, really really impressive. Um, but yeah. Another great barbecue, um, good food selection, um, and you know drinks were flowing, and uh, it didn't rain. That was the main thing. I know they were the organisers were were pretty nervous last year of it raining. It was a bit touch and go, and but this year it was it was a bit windy, but you know it was a a good way to finish off the first day, and uh, got chatting to various different people. Um, a lot of good representation from the US this year. Um, you know, they, I think they were the second uh, largest contingent, if you like, outside of the UK. So, yeah, good to catch up with a few people from NI Week. And uh, so, second day of, of GDEVCON, uh, again, a bit of a, an intro from the team and a, a sponsored discussion from uh, Varinko about Skywatts. Well, I think it's just called Watts now. Um, 
I must try out what's uh, been meaning to do it since like NI days last year when I was chatting to the guys from Verinco. Um, so yeah. Um, and then kicking off really strongly with a bit of a different presentation, a hardware one. And I'm always nervous of giving demos of software like live. I've only done it a handful of times. I've always sort of followed in the footsteps of other people in sort of pre-recording them because you can speed it up for one and obviously things won't go wrong but Gary Borman um, who works at CERN he went sort of next level and did a hardware and software demo um, which was I th for me it was probably the, the best presentation because uh, it was so different and it, it really explained a lot of sort of mythical and magical uh, phenomena that you know you've seen in terms of aliasing and um sort of uh, impedance mismatching but this really sort of in in quite simple terms sort of illustrated potential issues that you might have with different cable lengths and uh, acquisition rates things like that um i think it'll play out really nicely on the youtube video because he was able to skip between uh, using the virtual bench um, soft front panel and also obviously you can see him connecting up different impedance leads and showing parallel resistance and things like that and yeah it was uh it was really good and i know a lot of people commented on on how how good it was so and then after that it, it was me um i'm not going to talk about what it was about it was abstraction it was i think it was the it's the last time i'm going to give that presentation i've sort of done it one too many times <laughs> so i've done it ni days ni week and gdevcon so i think i think if people weren't converted to abstraction and standardization i think they probably are now i'm probably going to do uh, an episode on it and sort of in an audio format and uh, sort of maybe bury it yeah i got some good feedback um i had a good chat with with a couple of guys from siemens um regarding it so yeah and then i think after the break I, I i had some work to do so i went up into the um streaming lounge which again same as last year really good to have that be able to sort of take calls and do your own work but still not miss out on the content which i think you don't get that at like ni days ni week so it's it's really good to be able to still sort of keep the wheels turning but not miss out on the content um so there was a presentation that again was presented at the midlands lab user group which is more of a precursor to this presentation by ian billingsley from uh, computer control solutions um looking at efficient tips on programming fpga in labview um at the user group it was uh, a really good sort of gathering information of what people's concerns were, why they wouldn't necessarily use FPGA, uh, things like that, and this sort of built upon that. Um, so yeah, if, you, if you're looking to, to program FPGA and you, you've got some concerns or some worries, um, certainly Ian is, is a, the person to talk to. One of the top picks from that afternoon, really, um, presentation by Matthias from Studio Bods. Again, fantastic presentation i've never never seen a, a disappointing presentation from matthias and i've always gone away with something to work upon and uh, you'll hear me shout and scream about it but the the ppl's presentation that he did last year at gdevcon fundamentally changed the way that i approached 
packaging hardware abstraction layers and it's made a lot of difference um for us as a team about how we distribute code things like that so um we have a lot to thank matthias for at tvg so um we was looking forward to this so this was a presentation um on programming web web applications in pure g so using the labview nxg web module um matthias has had a a wealth of experience in it already even though it's not been out that long and a lot of the newer features obviously has been part of the beta program things like that so and um, but yeah really showed how easy it is to have a, a an amazing looking web vi but using essentially lab view code on the back end so you know having um drag and drop filters on essentially what's a, a, like a list box things like that a multicolumn list box um and yeah just you, you you've got to see this presentation to to grasp how how easy it makes it look um and you know i think one of the examples it gave was um g central um which i'll, I'll talk about in another episode um you basically developed a proof of, proof of concept for basically looking at uh different packages out on like say jkr package manager for example i think it, it did the whole like interface in like eight hours and it's live you can you can get onto it if you if you search for g, g central you'll be able to find it and you know you can you can query you know different packages search for individual packages from jki from ni things like that and yeah insane absolutely insane and, you know, i don't know how much html javascript experience matthias has got but this sort of showed and reiterated that you don't necessarily need it you just need to know how to program labview if you've got sort of the javascript css sort of experience you know fantastic but you certainly don't need it out of the box then there was another panel discussion i actually missed uh, a chunk of this because i was on the phone um so i will be watching this on youtube but it was a, a, a the impression i get was it, it was a great presentation and panel discussion on how to get new members um into a team uh, of, of labview developers and, and how to keep them i think that was the main thing um and chatting with a few people there was a lot on recruitment um you know building building the team up and training and things like that so i'll certainly be be looking to check that one out obviously as someone that that runs a team of labview engineers getting um the perspective of some you know i think there was a range of different people in in that presentation so getting getting the the hints and uh the knowledge from people from large companies small companies in between you know it, it it's invaluable for for someone like myself and then we closed out with darren mather giving a, a fantastic presentation on uh hammers nails and philo philosophical tales um yeah yeah again i'm i'm not going to talk about this one uh watch it you, you, yeah watch it you re really excuse the pun hit home on uh how important the community is and how important it, i think how important it is to to be a nice person in general um along with you know some technical content of you know he d doesn't believe that you know if you see everything as a nail then everything becomes a hammer you know um but yeah and that that really wrapped up gdevcon um again a really really good conference so different to ni days and i week so much more 
value in it and i think a lot of people will agree with that um so yeah so hats off to all the organizers and uh, everyone that was involved in in putting that event together because yeah nothing from from an attendee perspective it was just seamless and the content from presenters was was really really high um i know that they had a lot of presentation submissions and the the voting was done on a sort of blind basis so you know no speaker names just the title and the abstract so you know they were they were really limited to sort of the the information they had to select or vote so they did a really good job in picking a bunch of really really good presentations so i think if people are looking to present at, you know gdevcon or you know anything similar like that i think um darren said if you you know if you really want to present make sure your title and your abstract are top notch because that's all they have to go on so make sure that that's strong i'm sure in the coming months there'll be information on you know presentation submissions for for, for the next gdevcom wherever and whenever that may be and i know that one of the questions that uh sam taggart mentioned was interest in a gdevcon in north america so if there's anyone listening i think a lot of people that listen to this podcast are from north america looking at the the metrics so if you are interested i'll uh in in, in doing something like this in north america sam taggart is the person to speak to so i'll make sure that that sam's information is is in the description of, of this episode so um you can reach out to him because it, it's this is not the sort of thing that can be done by one person it is very much a team effort um and certainly chatting with the guys in the episode that we did to um announce the gdevcon tickets early on in the year um it, i get i got the impression that you know there's a lot of effort from everyone that goes into into this event and you can really tell so again hats off to everyone involved in 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 gdevcon and i'm very much looking forward to the next gdevcon i'm not sure if i'm going to submit a presentation i might just again like the first year sit back and, and enjoy it i might be a bit more prepared and maybe record some podcasts uh, I know chatting with Sam, he said this to me and I was like, bring bring the microphone and just set aside a day either during, before or after and just pull people to one side and even if it's just 20, 30 minutes of conversation, it's it's content. So I'm certainly going to uh, take that on board for future events. So that's my summary of GDevCon number two in Birmingham. I've said it a few times before, but I'm sure the presentations will be up on the GDevCon YouTube page in the next few weeks. And again, content, I'm sure presenters, if you speak with them directly, they'll be willing to share the content, whether that be demos or just pure presentations. Um, So yeah. Uh, I'll put all the contact information for GDevCon in the description if you're interested in um, wanting to know more about it, you know what the benefits are, things like that. I'll uh, I'll make sure I I uh, I put that information in the description. So thanks again for for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.